podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Spark innovation across your federal agency with IT hardware, software, and services from Connection Public Sector Solutions. Your technology procurement challenges will meet their match as Connection's dedicated account managers offer exceptional customer service. And our extensive list of supported federal contracts means you'll always get a price that works for your budget. Learn more about innovation for your agency with Connection Public Sector Solutions at connection.com slash fedcontracts. Hey, imagine if all your frustrations about advertising your business could be solved right now. You should know that podcast listeners are more engaged in higher converting than any other advertising medium. So try AdHub today and reap the rewards of Spreaker's self-advertising platform. It makes it as effortless as ever to be heard by thousands, regardless of the listening app they use. Visit Spreaker.com forward slash AdHub. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com forward slash AdHub and start using your advertising dollars in an impactful way. So, um, looks like Keith and Gav have left me unsupervised, you know. This could go anywhere. It's Bonfire Night and it's Carnage, episode one. Good evening, people. Good evening. It's episode one of Carnage with Grizz. And here's what it says on the title, you know. This could be anywhere. This could go anywhere. There's no script. There's no agenda. There's no narrative. Um, This is straight football chat, guys. You know how we chat on the LFC Day Trippers, but I'm just taking it on uh, to see if I can do something a little bit different. And with me tonight on my opening show, I've got KG repping Leeds. KG, my man, how are we doing? Yeah, man. All good, man. Thank you for having me on the first show. So it's no a privilege, man. It's an honor. No problem. No problem. For my first show, I had to get the realest people that I know. And you know what I mean? You was one of them, 100%. So thank you very much. My other guest needs no introduction, man. I'm not going to lie to you people. This fella is my inspiration. Yes, he's a Man United fan, but this guy is the one that inspired me to get onto this fan media business, you know, and he's a don, he's a don of the industry. Mr. Rance, what's up? What's happening, bro? It's Rance on mute. He can hear me fine. You should be able now to hear me. Now I can, can hear, hear you. Now. Man, I'd be muted. What's going on? Um, bro. You know what I mean? I introduced you as the don and you're a silent don for about 10 seconds. There. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, a lot of these men don't even know yet. Them man don't even know how long we've known each other, brother, and how we met. You know them ones, bro. So for me, I'm just happy to see where things are going for you, fam. Do you know what I mean? I'm happy well, to see where things are going for you because I was there just, from the beginning, fam. I was just telling KG, yeah, I haven't been... Like, you know me, I've been doing these shows and everything for years now. I haven't been this nervous, right, since the first time I met my brother Rance. And it was like, a, we done a... We done a we done a, a show about Man United and Liverpool and 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 fortunes and who's going to win the most trophies. Eight, I think eight, Jose, Ho, oh that's the one. Jose Mourinho was the coach and um, yeah. uh, Klopp had just come in. Klopp had just come in. But yeah, we're gonna we we're, <laughs> we're probably gonna touch on our club's fortunes in a little bit, you know. But but listen, first and foremost, I've been told right with this with this business right, all this YouTube business, all this sharing and liking helps and works. So listen, we've got 163 people, loyal, loyal family already. We need to like this and share this, please. Um, Apparently it helps. Apparently it works, man. Don't ask me like, what does it do? Because you know, engagement, bro. It helps with the algorithms. The more likes, the more comments. Yeah. I I mean, like the the more you get, like I've got two videos trending in the top 20 on YouTube at the moment. And it's because, I always tell people, like, 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 bro. Do you know what I'm saying? That's what it is, man. It's all about the engagement, man. And then the more engagement, the more traffic. And, yo, that's currency to us, bro. It's free for you to click the like button, but it means a lot to us, man. Yeah. There you go. You heard it from the Dunn himself. Listen, so get liking, people. Let Get liking. But listen, we're... 
this show, as I said, is no agendas. You know, like you know what Gavin Keith were telling me, make sure you have a script and you know what you're gonna talk about. Listen, I said, listen, I got my brothers on the show. We're gonna mm. flow and we're gonna talk. And Rance, I'm gonna start with you because you know, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna start with you, bro. You're my blood. But listen, <laughs> what's going on, man? At Man United, we know what's going on, but. Mm. It's a situation you you've been a man from start since I've known you. You haven't been one of these people that have said Ole out now. You've been saying it from the start. Um, mm. that he's not the right fit for Man United. Tell us why you thought that from the start. The thing is with me, I'm the kind of guy where I don't, even though I understand that numbers and stats are a part of the game. As I tweeted earlier, I use them as a reference point. I don't use them as a focal point, innit? Mm-hmm. There were loads of times where people were using the stats and comparing um, Oli's start to Manchester United to Klopp's start at Liverpool. Mad. There's no context in that. There were idiots comparing Oli's start to even Sir Alec Ferguson's start. You get some of these deluded United fans saying, thank God there was no social media when Sir Alec Ferguson was around Rush. You guys would have wanted them out. Bro, when you look at the squad that Klopp inherited, yeah, and the players that he inherited and the, the money that he didn't spend compared to what Oli spent in less time and who he inherited, it's a completely different situation. Like, he wasn't, he didn't inherit Markovic and Balotelli and, and then Manalamba and Moreno. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? He didn't inherit that. He inherited Paul Pogba. Do you know what I'm saying? And then he was backed to the tune of £85 million for Harry Maguire. Like, no one can tell me that this guy hasn't been hasn't been backed, hasn't had an, enough time to imprint his own so-called philosophy on this football club. It's been two years, and the guy still doesn't even know what his best position is, his best eleven is. He doesn't know what style of football he wants to play. And I saw it from very early on, bro. Do you know what I mean? Like, Manchester United haven't won more than three games in a row under Oli more than once. In two years, no consistency equals no plan. Do you know what I'm saying? That's what it is. The one thing about your club, the one thing about Leeds United, there's a consistency in the style of football. There's a consistency in the kind of goals you score. There's a consistency. Even when you lose, there's a consistency to what you do, to the team you pick, to the 11 you pick, to how you want to play, to the patterns of play, there's no consistency with anything that this manager does after two years. He's a complete fraud. I mean, you know, that's what that's what he is. Do you know what you 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 said something very important there? That even when we were struggling in the early days, us Liverpool fans could could identify with this what he was trying to do. So you know, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna come to you, KG. Like so so for example, when we were first taken over by Klopp, we were very gung ho. And it's, I think it's fair to describe Leeds as very gung-ho. So <laughs> did you see, did you see like Klopp putting an imprint on Liverpool when he first came? Or what was your thoughts when first Klopp arrived on the scene at Liverpool? Yeah, it's the same thing for Klopp and Bielsa. They've both got their, their own styles. They've got their way mm. of playing. And it's up to the squad that they've got and the players that they've got to buy into it. So... Of course, for the first year, two years, it was a bit painful for Liverpool, as was the first year for our players. We had players going down with injuries every few weeks because they couldn't keep up with the the training methods of Bielsa. And I'm sure it was the same for Klopp's players that needed to follow the system and work to his learnings and his ideals. It's the same thing. And But once, once those players believe in what they're doing, as you can see with Liverpool, with the success you've had, the success we've had coming up from the championship and still playing our same way in the prem, and it, and as I've said before, we're gonna we're gonna live and die by these the way that we play. We're gonna win this way and we're gonna lose yeah. this way, and and that's just the way it is. But at least we know we have a style of play. Now the the question comes up: Where have have teams worked leads out? We've played the same for two 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 years now. It's up to other teams to work us out and beat it. And we've had success more times than we haven't. So for me, as long I'm a system guy in this day and age now, it's all about the system. And if you've got a coach that has a great system, your players will thrive. You know what? It's it's, it's a brilliant segue about systems because I know <laughs> I know my man 
Rance calls our system FC, you know, and he just, <laughs> and you know, sometimes he goes a bit OTT and doesn't praise my balls boys enough. He, <laughs> he calls everyone a system player, right? But listen, Rance, coming back to United, what so what he's been there how many years now? Is this Two years now, bro, because he come in around January. We're nearly in January now, bro. He came in around Christmas time, innit? So it's nearly Christmas again, bro. Okay, so so KG talked about Bielsa's style and imprint, and they saw from us, they saw from from very early on. It was all about high pressing, high intensity, mm. drilling the players into each position, sort of knew what they needed to do. Even players stepping into the position knew yeah. what they had to do because they had to study what the person that was in his position. Yeah. What's all they done in them two years? What, what system do you? What system he's created. He's created a good atmosphere. That's what he's done in it. Like that's why man said he's a vibes manager. Like the, the team morale was on the floor. Oli's coming. He's got nicknames for everyone. Do you know what I'm saying? He's got arms around the kids and that, and they're loving it. But guess what? I don't win trophies, in it. And that's why he was the perfect interim manager. The interim manager is the one that's supposed to oh. kind of steady the ship. Get the spirits up, get everyone enjoying coming to work. Yeah. And then you get rid of them. That's what you're meant to do with interim yeah, managers. He's an interim from. manager that stayed too long. Absolutely. That's exactly what I thought at the time, you know. Because I thought to myself, do you know what? You need someone to A, who the, the hierarchy can use to get rid of the dead. And I think he done that as well, right? Raise the morale. And who better to get sort of a club legend, like, you know, if Man United want to call. Ole, a club legend, that's fair enough. No problem. Yeah. But he had a very good initial job. I think they bought into the hype. That's exactly, I, I agree with you. But at the time, when, like, so you was you happy with the interim manager, him as the interim manager, though? Like, I'm not going to lie, yeah? Down. When he first came in, mm. and this is out there because I was on Five Live, I couldn't believe it because I was on BBC Five Live and I was in the studio and we were speaking about I was basically speaking about why I thought that Jose needed to leave and stuff. And then it, it broke that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was coming in. And it came out of nowhere. Anyone that supports Manchester United knows we weren't linked with Solskjaer. It was just like the news broke that we'd agreed for him to come in. I couldn't believe it. But I said, you know what? I'm just going to back him because he's an ex-player. Yeah. I see I see what they're trying to do with the Solskjaer thing in it. But I wasn't. I wouldn't say I was on board with it. I wouldn't say I wasn't on board with it. I was confused, in it? So I just said, you know what? Maybe they've got a plan long-term, innit? And then obviously we went on a very good run. Everyone's singing Ollie's at the wheel. I'm at the game. I'm enjoying did you ever it. Sing that? Tell me true, because you know me. Yeah, I did. Absolutely, bro. I was missing me and you. <laughs> bro, I did. Bro, I did. Listen, like, I'm telling you, yeah. You see, when Ollie came in and Pogba was bro, banging in goals, bro. I think he bagged, like, 10 goals. Something, yeah. Bro, everyone that went to the Manchester United games got stuck nah, nah, into the euphoria, bro. Yeah, Tottenham yeah. in Tottenham away at Wembley, we were mosh pitting on the concourse at Wembley, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Arsenal as well. Um, I think it was it at Arsenal. It was at Arsenal because they were saying that Oli was the mayor of London, bro. We slapped Chelsea, we slapped Arsenal, we slapped Tottenham, bro. It was scenes like you've never seen it before, but it only lasted for about ten games. Clon saying the rant sang it the loudest. At the bro, listen, <laughs> we were mosh pitting, we were mosh pitting and going viral <laughs> online. So I'm not gonna come out here as a big man, yeah, that owns his shit and lie and say I wasn't like I wasn't gassed, bro. We had Mourinho for so long. Mourinho had me not even going to games, bro. I was giving my season ticket to an yeah, Arsenal yeah. fan to watch games. We didn't even go back that far, bro. Josh, the cameraman, that was the cameraman at the time. I was giving him my season ticket to take girls to watch football. I wasn't going to games. Jose had me not even wanting to make the journey. So when Oli came in, complete, complete, complete different. Do you know what I'm saying? I was buzzing. I wanted it to work so badly that I wasn't even thinking straight. And then as soon as the dust settled and the honeymoon period finished after 10 games, I realised that this guy actually doesn't have a clue what he's doing. Do you know what 10 I'm games. Yeah, 10 and I games. said it early on, bro. I said it, yeah, nearly, what? He's been in the job for nearly two years. Bruv, over 18 months ago, I was done with him. And people, that's why people were calling me a flip-flop because I changed my mind like this. Because as soon as the euphoria wore off, I was like, this ain't it, mate. <laughs> this ain't it. Do you know what I'm saying? And... People hated me for it. And now people are saying, oh, you know what? 
I see what you were saying, but I saw it a long time ago, bro. Do you know what I'm saying? When this team looked like they met in the car park before every game and they don't know each other, two years in, something's got... some. Hey, bruv, you can't be blaming the players all the time, man, because our roster's actually very strong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. KG, we've been... Us two looking on the outside but loving it, right? Rance is right. They've got ballers, right? Mm -hmm. So, So it's not a situation of... Listen, they, their squad needs a major overhaul. You know, so like how Rance referenced Klopp took over <laughs> and it's and it's, and it's it's um, a fact that he's replaced near enough everyone. I think Henderson, yeah. Milner, the only ones. Help me That's out. There. The there. So he needed a squad overhaul. Yeah. What do you make of the Man United squad, like looking from the outside but laughing on the inside? <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I just look at the, the potential starting 11 that they could have where he doesn't play. And they should be on the front foot in games, not going on the counter-attack. I've never known a Man United team in my lifetime to counter-attack. Mm. They've always been the dominant force. And they've actually got players there that, if put in the right positions, could actually really, really hurt teams. You saw what that front three was doing towards the end of last season with the lockdown. Mm. They were on fire. You know what I mean? They, they were literally taking it to everybody. But he, 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 he plays a withdrawn style. And I don't know why. I don't know whether it's just that he does. He's scared to get beat. He doesn't yes. believe in the the complete players that he's got. I'm not sure. But they've also got to get rid of some other other players that they've got in order to get people in. I'm assuming because they've still got Phil Jones there. They've still got a lot of those kind of players that need to be moved on in order to really rehaul it's, that squad. Yeah, but it's the thing is, I think they found and we found it hard as well. I'm not going to lie, we found it hard in the early days to get rid of. Your washed up uh, players is hard sometimes. Yeah, Rants yeah. have who who needs to be gone from that squad straight? Right. Like Phil no, Jones is on one hundred and ten grand a week. That's why we can't get rid of him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then you got Marcos Rojo still in the squad, but they haven't given him um they haven't given him a shirt number. Um, do you know what I mean? Dan James, we should have never brought in in the first place. Do you know what I mean? It's it's just a bit mad. Even if you go deeper into the squad. As much as I love one matter, yeah, I would have got rid of him um, in the summer because for me, he doesn't offer anything. I mean, he's a number 10. We've got Donny van der Beek, who's better than him, younger than him, fresher than him. Like, he doesn't offer anything. There's loads of... You don't need a massive squad. In modern-day football, you don't need a massive squad, bro. If you look here, um, if you look at even your team, how many of your players do you use? As, As big as the squad might be, bro, Klopp uses the same 15 players every week. You know what? He believes in that as well. All his yeah. career, he's believed in a tight squad. Even Bielsa as well. Yeah, yeah. We, I was yeah. going to say... I was going to say... Go on. Say what you were going to say, bro. We've got limited players. And if, if there's any gaps, we'll just bring up someone from the under-23s. That's what I was going to say. You know, your, yeah. your system, very much like ours, every player, even if they're young and they're coming in fresh, even new signings, sort of... Very clearly get their roles defined, don't they? Yes. Um, how did how did how did Bielsa change that? Do you think when he, when he first came in, did Bielsa need to over? Pardon my ignorance, but I didn't follow. He's in the championship. That's man. fine. I'm a real football man, you know, but I'm not that real man, right? <laughs> so how did he? How did he? How did he? What did, did he? Did he do a squad overhaul or was it slow but surely? What did he do with your squad when he first arrived there? We, we have still got a lot of the players that finished 15th in the championship. Oh, We're talking wow. Liam Cooper, Stuart Dallas, Luke Ayling, you know, oh. Calvin Phillips, obviously, as, as everyone will know. We've got mm. a lot of players that were in the mid-table of the championship, but what he's done with these players is made them great in the system. Like, I wouldn't swap it, any of these. I mean, Liam Cooper, I mean, we've got, in all fairness, we brought in Kak and Llorente from Sociedad who I'm looking yeah, yeah. forward to seeing and you know when he's finally fit. But the the overhaul hasn't been that major. Not not when you really think that we've um had Jack Harrison on loan as well for the three years now. Um yeah, yeah, we, we haven't really changed a lot. We've got a new keeper, obviously, because our other one was a you know so, an absolute... so what you're telling me basically, what you're telling me is a top elite level coach coach those players it, that, from that it. position to here. Yeah. Now, me, me and Rance often have discussed this about elite-level coaches, and that's what Klopp is, and that's what Ole isn't. 
So mm-hmm. now, do you need ranch? Do you need someone who's a top level coach, or do you need a big name that's gonna be able to handle the Pogbas, handle the Martials, handle the personalities? Or do you need someone who don't business with all that, just straight coaching like a Bielsa, whose only focus is on improving the players? I know we know the names that are linked with you boys, yeah. Mm. Who would be your choice right now then? Pochettino. I mean, and it always has been. Even before Oli came in, I wanted Pochettino. That's one thing. That's why them a lot of them sour men are like, oh yeah, he's a closet Spurs fan and that. Because I've always been singing Pochettino's praises. But the reason why I've been singing his praises is because not only have I seen what he's done at um Southampton, but I grew up in a house with my brother who's a Spurs fan. So I know the I know his whole journey as a Tottenham supporter. And he never Ladies ever... and gentlemen, rants his brother's ex- expressions. You know them ones there. Yeah. <laughs> like, bro, he's a Spurs fan, yeah? And he's never been so proud of his team as to when Pochettino came in. Before, my brother and you never used to really give a shit about Tottenham like that. He used to support them, but he wasn't loud with it. He never, I never saw my brother in Tottenham shirts like like that until Pochettino changed the whole atmosphere, and he changed how fans outside of Tottenham even look at the football club now. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that guy, what the feel good factor, the football, the optimism, the belief that he brought into that football club was not there before he arrived. That's a fact. That's not even my opinion. You know what I'm saying? So to see what he's done at Southampton, then to see what he's done at Tottenham. He's already shown that he understands the Premier League. He's shown that he can bring in players that aren't world level and bring them up to a certain level that when he was at Southampton, you men were reading them because he was he was coaching the players beautifully well. Then he's gone to Tottenham. Like, look at the Virgil van Dijk's, the Sadio Mane's and all of these guys that came from Southampton. Mane wasn't there when he was at Southampton. He came after. But the eyes were on Southampton from before. From when Pochettino had them playing Absolutely. amazing football, bro. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And most of the players that Pochettino coached ended up getting moves to top four teams, bro. That Wanyama, all of them, man, ended up moving. Do you know what I'm saying? So he's shown his pedigree already and he's put Tottenham in a place where t- people are respecting Tottenham. They finished above Arsenal, I think, every year, bar one, that he was there, maybe. Like the guy, is, he's a different level of a manager and he had a net spend of 70, 70, 70 million pounds. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Because there's only one you, Views also is the vape as unique as you are. With Views by you, you can make your unique mix with any of seven colors, three flavors, three nicotine levels, and infinite wrap designs. So how will you do you? Make Views also a vape that is yours in store now. Discover more at Views.com. Views. Charge beyond. Vapor products. Underage sale prohibited. Website and offers restricted to age 21 and over tobacco consumers. That's yeah. ridiculous in this day and age, isn't it? That's ridiculous in this day and age. And he amassed more points than Arsenal and Manchester United in that time. Even though Manchester United spent 500 and odd million more than him. So you can't question the credentials of Pochettino, bro. And also the one thing, um, the one thing that a lot of fans say about foreign managers is all right cool they did it here but can they do it in the Premier League you don't have to worry about that with Pochettino everything yeah you're right I think Kieran Thorne thank you for the super chat there bro uh, he says Rance Poch is a class manager Kieran is a Liverpool fan by the way Rance but he's got a question yeah. for you Poch is a class manager who managed to bring Levy round to his way of thinking do you think he can do it with Woodward and Glazers that's a proper intelligent question there I know? think that is going to be one thing I That's think it's going to be thing. even easier. Okay. It's going to be even easier for Pochettino with Woodward and Glaze, the Glazers. You know why? Pochettino got these men playing this football. The reason why the next spend was so low is because they moved into a new stadium, guys. You man forget. Pochettino had the hardest job in the history of any Spurs yeah, manager yeah. because he had to get these men competitive whilst moving into a new stadium. So... Mourinho's got lucky in the sense that they've moved now and then Levy can now bring in seven, eight players for him. Pochettino never had the luxury of that. He kept them guys honest, competitive in a time where they were moving to a new stadium and there wasn't money to be spent apart from selling players. So Poch already out is overachieving and he's been doing it. He got them to a Champions League final without spending money. At Manchester United, we spend money, but we just don't spend the money correctly. Correctly, yeah. That, 
Yeah. The managers, especially in the first season, the managers always get backed and they get what they want, in it. Like you mm. can't tell me, like I said before, 85 million pounds on Harry Maguire was not good, wasn't good money, but we paid that money because that's what Oli wanted. Not because that's what the board wanted, because we yeah. could have got two percent of house for that money, but he was the guy that Oli wanted, so he got backed and he got that player. So what's what's Talking about managers' relationships with the boards and owners, what's Bielsa's like? Because Bielsa, what we read about Bielsa and what we know about Bielsa, he's a madman. Yeah, <laughs> is he is he is he mad in terms of demands? Like, does he want does he want his players and he throws a strop like a like a Jose, or is he like a Jurgen Klopp that says, "Look, these are my players that I want. Get me them, and I'm coaching them." regardless, you know what I mean? What is he like? Is he like, or does he demand a certain type of player, you know, or has he been backed by the board? Yeah, What's Bielsa's I mean, profile like that? In in terms of players, when you talk about demands of players, he's got Rodrigo and he's got Rafinha in. He's got that kind of player in where he knows what he's getting, but he also knows that he can coach them and they're versatile. He loves adaptable players that can play okay. positions. Mm. In terms of his demands, it's more off the field. It will be more what's going on at the training ground. Have we got this? Have we got this? Before our first game against you guys, Liverpool, he already signed that contract on the Thursday before the game because not everything had been done. So that that's how he works. He needs he needs stuff off the pitch more to be ready because he'll take care of the players himself. Mm. So that that's where you're working with Bielsa because he's he's quit. That's where he's quit with other clubs before when. He's been promised stuff, and then the promise have been broken. Then okay, like, so he has got he's got he's got that in him, but he's got the trust of the owners, hasn't he? Oh yeah. Poch Poch would need to come into Man United. Rats, would he have to show them something first, or do you think they would back him from the off? They like, back you know, from the off. You, you know, like Jurgen Klopp, right? Came into yeah. Liverpool, yeah, and he had to show them something because our owners haven't always been these perfect owners. And yeah. always making the call. Because you know, at the moment, everyone thinks we're the we're the best run club in the world. We are right now, but we haven't always been. It was it all it was always about finding the right man to take us on. And yeah. he had to show them something. And when he showed them, they said, Okay, this man is really something. Would Poch with his record be sort of more advanced in that sort of in terms of he wouldn't have to show them? He he can just say, Look what I'd, like you said, look what I've done at Southampton, look what I've done at Spurs. Look how I changed their culture. Look how I coached their players. The players that I've got here are better than the ones that I've got there. Yeah. You know, I just need a couple of things reinforced and watch me go. What do you think? Bruv, honestly, yeah, I think from what I know in it, from speaking to players that have played for Pochettino, yeah, I just think that with the conversation he would have had, with um, United representatives, because they've spoken to him a few times. That would have mm. been enough. He would have blown their mind, didn't it? Because the guy, the way he looks at football, the way he speaks, the way he understands the game is just a different level to anything we've had, in it? The closest thing we've had to that is Louis van Gaal, yeah, who won us an FA Cup and got sacked off the back of that. And if we're using that to set precedent, then Ole Gunnar Solskjaer should have been sacked a long time ago. Do you know what I mean? So mm. it's, it's one of them ones where I think that he's got nothing to prove in football. Yeah, Nothing at all sure. to prove in football. Yeah. I think that I think that what he's done speaks for itself. And I think that what he's done is more impressive than a lot of managers for the simple fact that he spent no money. Like mm. I said the other day, like as much as I think um Pep Guardiola gets a lot of praise and it's justified, I think a lot of the praise he gets isn't justified. I think when you look that he's the manager that spoke that spent the most amount of money in football, yeah. It it would it stands to reason that he's won what he's won. And he probably hasn't won enough. Do you know what I mean? So, I hear you. You know what I mean? Yeah, won yeah. Champions League with Barcelona. He's won the Champions League with Barcelona. Hasn't won it without Leo without Messi. Messi. He went true. to Bayern Munich, a team that done the treble. Some say the quadruple, depending on um, how you count, you, trophies, yeah. you count some of the trophies. And then he's gone there and struggled in Europe. Do you know what I'm saying? Poch beat I him over two legs. Mm. Like, do you know what I'm saying? So it's one of them ones where Pochettino's gone in. He's not spent no money. I think he only signed six players over over the twenty million pound mark in his time at Chelsea. I mean at Tottenham, which is ridiculous. Do you know what mm. I mean? So mm. you have to say that the guy's done well. He brought in a Deli Ali from League One. 
turned him into a player that everyone was talking about was going to be the next Frank Lampard. Didn't quite work out, but he's buying players from League One. Did <laughs> you see where it's a yeah. completely different ball game? So coming to a team like Manchester United that are going to give him 200, 200 million to spend, yeah, even if it's 200 million net, he'll get 200 million when he's used to dealing with 50, 60 million. He can't not succeed. I can't yeah. see it because he's been a success everywhere he's gone. He took over a relegation um, Southampton team and had them pushing for Europe. Yeah, and, and with and with Poch as well, there, there's a lot of the narrative about he hasn't won anything, but you can't base that on the teams that he's been at. He's not expected to win anything at those yeah, teams. Absolutely. And also, it's also like saying about Harry Kane at the minute, he's got 200 goals in 300 games. People saying, but what has he won? The guy is a, is a world-class striker. You can't yeah. go by a medal count. I mean, remember Peggy Arpex said at your place, he got like four yeah. that year, didn't he? But that's Mad. not saying that he's a better goalkeeper than Van der Sar or something you, like that. You, you, mentioned, you mentioned world-class strikers, yeah? There's a question here about a striker. I don't know about his world-class, but um, Use MD Abar, thank you for the super chat. Question for Rance. Is Ole really a legend of the club or do you think he's more of a hero with a legendary moment? Also, Chris, yeah. same question. I said that. I said he's not a club legend. He's a club hero. That's what he is. Do you know what I mean? Legends are who you tell your kids about. Do you know what I mean? You tell your kids let about... Let me give you... Let me like, give you Liverpool, ex- you'll tell your kids about Steven Gerrard. Yeah. He's a yeah. club legend. Do you know what I mean? So Oli's, t- Oli's a hero because he had a heroic moment in it, but he didn't carry the club for any sustained period of time. He was never a first team... Uh, I mean, never a starting player. He was always a sub. He's a hero. Do you know what I mean? You can't call this guy a legend because that means he's on the same... He's on the same trajectory as... Nah, David nah, Beckham, nah. Paul yeah, yeah. Roy Keane. You can't put him in the same conversation with these Oi, players. It's I've disrespectful got... to them. Liverpool, Liverpool fans are going to love this example, yeah? But I'm going to compare Ole, yeah? Milan Maros. Even... <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, no, no. I'm going to compare him to Divock Origi, yeah? What are you saying? Yeah, for real. Because Divock Origi yeah. is a player... Some people always ask me, like, is he, does he count as a legend? Because man's won us the title, goal. the Champions League... He's had legendary moments. His iconic cult hero would be Ahmed a hero. cult hero. Yeah. You know, and I think Ole comes in that category, like is. For, for me, because he was never a regular, regular, but he scored some clutch goals. That Trent yeah. to Origi moment is the Beckham in Solskjaer. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, man, that's what it is. Yeah, absolutely. That's um, that's almost the perfect example. Uh, you know, Origi, same with us. Origi, people say, oh, man, it's so frustrating. You know, he, every time, so many times in his career, he scored clutch goals, important goals. He destroys Everton on a regular. Like, he only mm. plays against Everton every season. He comes, just arrives for Everton, smashes them up, and then goes away and relaxes. Or Champions Leagues, Barca's, you know, against a Barca, the comeback, he scored so many clutch goals. But if I was to say, if I was to say he's a club legend, I'd be talking bollocks, man. Yeah, hey, yes. You know, he's not a club legend. He's an icon. You know, he's an absolute icon. Yeah, he's a hero. He's an absolute hero, man. Yeah, but yeah. guys, where are we at now with our clubs, man? Talk to me. So what? How's the start of the season been for you, KG? Because I'm not going to lie. We, me and you first chatted on Ranch Show when the season was about to begin. Yeah, and I was a bit, I was a bit harsh I saw your eyes when I dissed Leeds and I said, you know what? They're going to get a rude awakening in this Premier League. And you went, and you was thinking, Rance, where you pick up this you from now? What does he know, man? <laughs> Has he been watching Leeds? And Leeds so far have been sick. I mean, when I see them play against Man City, because say what we want about Man City, they still can play ball. Yeah. But Leeds played ball against them and hustled them off the park. They were so unlucky not to win that game, even against us in the first game. They terrified us, man. And not many people come to Anfield and do that. But then there's been certain games where you think they can't keep this up, coming up to Christmas over Christmas. Now, I know that smile on your face is going to say, you don't know us, bro. Yeah, you're gonna say that in your deep, sexy voice. Tell me, are you gonna keep? Are you gonna keep this going? This intensity and pace going? I'm serious. Because if you do, it's mad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Listen, th- this narrative from the mainstream press keeps going as well. Every time mm. we lose, it's leads to they can't. They're defensively shaky and everything else like that. Yeah. Mm. Every time we win, it's like maybe they could go for the top six. There's no in between at the minute. We are where I expect us to be right now. We've beaten. Sheffield United, Fulham, and 
Who else should we beat? Sheffield United, Fulham. Wolves, no, no. You get a point at City, innit? Yeah, yeah. We, got a, we got a point and see. We beat on somebody else, and I just can't think of who it is right now. Uh, Villa, did I say Villa? No, no, no I think him. it's Villa. Yeah, but at the same time, we've lost against Wolves, Leicester, and Liverpool. You so lost against the teams you're meant to lose to, yeah, really. Yeah, that, that for me is where we are supposed to be. Now we got yeah, a game point. against. Yeah, we got a game against Palace this weekend. I would expect us to try and win that one because for me, Palace are a team that we are competing against in around that 10th to 15th spots. And if we're winning that, I'm happy with that. I won't be happy if we lose against Palace. But against Leicester, I would have liked us to win. But Leicester are an established Premier League team with a with another good coach, as you guys know. And they've got, you know, Jamie Vardy, who will hit you on the break and make any error that you make. He'll, he'll make you pay for it. And he did that. So for me, we're, we're going exactly the same way I think we would have gone. And yes, we can keep it up because we've played like this for 46 games for two years in a row in yep. the Championship. This Premier League, I mean, we're having like eight game, eight days between games sometimes because of the way TV is working out for us. So, yeah, we can keep it up. That's not going to be a problem for us. Because you have invested, because you have invested wisely. Um, yep. Rance, what are you made of Leeds, man? They're a problem, isn't it? They're a problem. Sick, bro. You know the ones. And you know what's mad, yeah? Because... Of the rivalry in it with United and Leeds, it's kind of like they're like almost like a guilty pleasure in it because me, I'm a football man in it. I love football and Leeds yeah. play football, yes. bro, and that's what it is. And I remember last season, me and the Leeds United fans were going back and forth on Twitter because they were in the playoffs, and I was like, "No, nah, the season before." And them guys were like, watch, you got a rude awakening when you come to Ellen Road. I said, you man got to get up first. And then they ended up not getting promoted. And I was ripping them. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Why not? I was ripping, but bruv, I was watching their games and enjoying it, bro. You were seeing four threes and that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. that's how Leeds play. It's yeah. kind of like, cool, all right, you score, we're going to score another one. You score, we're going to score another one. And bro, I love that. Do you know what I mean? So when you look at it, the speed they move the ball, the speed of press, the patterns, everything, like, it's proper football, man. Do you know what I mean? So you can't... For me, if you don't like watching Leeds play, you don't like You football. don't know the game. You don't yeah. know the game. You You're not like enjoying football. football. Yeah, 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 you don't like football. Yeah. Football's not for you. And that's the beauty of it. Listen, Rax, I, f- I know the answer, I think, but would you take their coach? Oh, in a heartbeat. I think... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's brilliant. Do you know what I mean? The only thing I would say about a manager like him, a manager like Nuno, is I feel like the clubs that they're at now... You need to have a structure and a setup that literally just do whatever they want. Do you know what I'm saying? Give them the players they want, work with the agents they want to work with, just let them almost paint it in their own image, in it, because they're not pragmatic managers like Pochettino. These guys yeah. just want everything done a certain way. And I feel yeah. like they need full like autonomy from top to bottom. And I don't think you get that at a club the size of Manchester United. But it's almost like they guarantee yeah, but it's almost like they they almost guarantee you a style, a, an identity. If you give them the tools, these mans would guarantee you, like we talked about Poch. Precisely. We've seen it, we've seen it with Klopp. We've seen it with Bielsa. Hmm. You know, it's a joy to watch, man, these coaches. So you think you're going to be fine, yeah? Because I, I still think you're going to drop, KG. I'm not here to gas, right? Because I'm being, you know me, I'm real. But I think there's going to be a certain level, certain level of, there's got to be, you can't, you know, I'm, I'm, it's going to be one of the, it's the most, one of the most fascinating things to see if this Leeds team can keep playing and even finish. Because if you finish in the top 12, I think that's a bad boy season for you guys. Like Leeds will finish in the top half comfortably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, and, and th- this is what I'm trying to tell Grizz. We were doing this on a Saturday, Tuesday in the championship. No, Saturday, I hear that. Saturday. I hear you. I hear you. But this coming after Christmas, this is this this league's dangerous. It's deadly, man. I want to see it, and I want to be eating humble pie, definitely, yeah. and say, but. I don't know, man. I think you're gonna. I think just enjoy the ride because that's what you seem to be doing anyway. I think but, this no fans thing suits Leeds. Do you reckon? Don't, you, don't get me yeah. wrong. Ellen Road's a fortress here. But, I was gonna say, but 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 you see now the way football's set up is football versus football. The best team usually wins. The best yeah. footballing team, yes, sir. And Leeds are normally the best team when they step on the pitch, bro. I'm not gonna lie. The teams that they're meant to beat, they keep beating them. Mm-mm. I mean that's all that matters because you yeah, teams yeah. are going to play more teams than they're meant to beat than than teams they're not meant to beat in it. Exactly. Yeah. Now if you outside of the top eight, 
Leeds are comfortably better than everyone else for me, mm. like comfortably. Do you know what I mean? So it's not even home or away. I expect Leeds to go up against teams like West Brom. They play the same way. They play the same way. Three or four in the goal, bruv. Comfy. You know what I mean? You see the teams that get promoted, the thing you worry about most is will they score enough goals? Yeah. No, it's not. You don't worry that with Leeds. You don't think about that. Yeah, I mean, if you're a promoted team and you're scoring goals, you got nothing to worry about, in it? They're creating more chances for Bamford than we're creating. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not worried about Leeds. I think Leeds are going to finish probably ninth, ninth or tenth. I think they could probably finish ninth. Yeah. 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 Okay, I'm here. You, you guys are here. God willing, we're here at the end of the season. We can talk about this, but I'm looking. 13, 14th, to be honest with you. But that's you know what I mean, that's I could be wrong, you know. It's not often, but I could be wrong. But listen, um, Free World had a, uh, a question for Rance there. Where's it gone? Gav, bring bring back that question, man. Because well, we're going to segue back no, into that question. Who you think is going to win the league? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because okay. so yeah, segue- a man said as well, like, how long would I give Poch like, if he comes in, bro? You know them ones. And like, for me, he has to get three years, in it. Like, I'm the kind of guy... I said mm. that I would give Jose two before before I started um before I started questioning it. Mm. And I think I gave him two. Maybe I didn't quite give him two because it's Jose in it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And plus I had a kind of feeling that Jose was finished, yeah, from when he was at Chelsea, from what he was doing there. He left them 17th in the league. I thought the same, bro. Yeah, I mean, so when we brought Jose in, I already he was already on my fraud watch, innit? But obviously I had fraud to watch. guess. I had to I had to gas it up because City had just signed Pep in it and I was trying to do the whole yeah, yeah Real Madrid Barcelona thing. But really in my head, I was like, Jose ain't really the Jose he was, isn't it? He Listen, wasn't. When the, I look the, at Pochettino, he got four years at Tottenham. He improved them every single year he was there. He got them to a Champions League final, all of that. For me, I've seen what he's done at Southampton as well. Automatically off the bat, off the bat. Do you know what I mean? He, he gets at least two years without me even blinking. Do you know what I'm saying? Because I see him improving the team in in three weeks. Do you know what I'm saying? The same way Arteta improved Arsenal. The same way, like, even when Klopp came in, people were doing stupid comparisons with um with the previous manager, like, win percentages. And yeah, that. yeah. You could clearly see the football was completely different. That's why Liverpool players were getting injured, because they were adapting to the new way of playing. But you could see the football was different. The ethos was different. The intensity was different. So even if you weren't getting... The results you could see that there was something to buy into in it. Mm-hmm. With Poch, I think you'll give me something to buy into almost immediately, bro. And then he's got my full backing for at least like two yeah, to man. three years. And I reckon in two years he wins something anyway. So I hope this shit don't happen, man. I'm not gonna be yeah. one of these people. I was chatting to some people today, like I was chatting to Spurs fans, and they were like saying, Oh, it would be nice to see Pochettino back at back in the Premier League. Like, yeah, they're mad. Yeah, you're stupid. What are you talking about, man? It's a problem. At the moment, it's, it's massive. <laughs> at the moment, it's jokes and it's pure banter. But I, I'm not I'm not wanting a world-class manager to take over the likes of Rashford. Shut up. But anyway, we're gonna segue. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna segue away from that man into like proper team, man. And I'm gonna ask uh Rance because Free World's asking the same question. I'm gonna ask both of you, man. It's like who will win the league, but it's it's a it's a good segue into this weekend's game. Man City versus Liverpool, Etihad. Um, I'm going to come to you, KG, first, man. Talk to me. First, talk to me about who do you think will come out on top in this game? And then on the back of, back of that, talk to me about who's going to win the league in your eyes, man. All right. Well, we'll go, we'll, we'll go with the league first because that's the easiest yeah, yeah. thing to predict. And I think I think Liverpool, and it's purely because... And I was on, you know, the Cuppish boys... Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shout out the Coppish boys, man. Shout Shout out Drifty and Callum the Mans. But I said to them at the time, because at the time you hadn't signed anybody, and I said, you need to refresh some of these players. You need to just give your your squad a lift because it was looking a little stale. You know what I mean? And I said to them, if you can get a couple of players in to replenish your squad, then I'd make you favourites again, and and I'll stick to that. And it's not even just that you signed a couple of players. You signed Thiago and Jata. And, and I said to the guys um, at Kapish, Diogo Jato will challenge Firmino for that third spot up front because he's got the quality. I always said that Jimenez was the was the main striker at Wolves. He would tuck him in, but Jato mm. was the better all-round player. It's just that for whatever reason, he wasn't getting played often enough at Wolves. I don't mm-hmm. know what that was. That, you know, that's between him and Nuno. 
but you got him for like 40, what is 40, 45 million? Yeah, That's yeah. For someone of that, but age, we've given, but we're, we're mad with our deals though. We're forty-five, but we've given you, them like guys, we've given them like guys. six pound as a deposit because no, no, no. we're mad like that. <laughs> you guys got Sheffield United. Sheffield United need a striker so bad that you got something like what fifty million rated Brewster. You got nearly twenty-two, 22 million. million. That, I mean, and yeah, 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 yeah. Percent selling clause. You guys, are yeah, nuts. yeah, 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 you yeah, yeah. Alpha Daily ain't got nothing on us, bro. We're sick in the transfer yeah, market, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. But I just want to, I just want to give my this this. Dado, I'm sorry if I've ruined your name because I'm sure I, I probably have. Um, with the super chat, my brother Grizz, well done on the show. Thank you very much, man. Thank you very much for your support. Um, uh, keep sharing, keep liking. I have to do this apparently, so uh, yeah. keep liking, keep sharing, man. I've got to repeat. It's not a beg. It's a request. So, you know, do what you got to do. It takes a second. But sorry, yeah, you was talking about our, 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 our chances for the title. So you make us favourites now, Yeah. yeah. Try the new Big Sky Burger at Roy Rogers. It's Smithfield pulled pork, beer battered onion rings, American cheese, and spicy barbecue sauce on a Kaiser bun. Have a cowboy kind of day at Roy's. Ain't no way you're going wrong. Hey, yeah. DoorDash and Uber Eats available at participating restaurants. Okay. Yeah, easy, easy, man. Easy. I think. I think. Between you, Man City, and, I, and I've got an outside, you know, bit of Tottenham, if they keep up this form and keep Kane fit, keep Son fit, I think they've got a good chance, you know, to, to, to Jackie. Chelsea are looking better now. They've got, the, they've got actually got a real keeper in goal, mm. you know, so, so they're looking better. But I still think Liverpool are going to have too much come the end of the season. Regarding the game this weekend, man. Mm. Fire, isn't it? Yeah, it's too. It's, it's too hard it's to tough, call. Man, it's tough. I'm. A, I don't. No, I'm not going to go neutral. City always pam them, bruv. Like nah, at, I, at, I, at, I, at I, their grounds, they do, they, bruv. They battered them when Liverpool were drunk. I know. Yeah. I hear that, but at, at the Etihad, just with the injuries defensively, bruv. This is the one time man have to say that that, that I think City are going to deal with them again, bruv. I do, innit? See, I think I think the word you use there is a bit harsh because. They don't, they don't, it's always very even and it's always based on one or two decisions. Forget the last game. Yeah. As, as KG, we were, we were drunk. We were high. We, were we had our flip flops, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Listen, we're, we're normally the games over there are very, very tight. Yeah, they do. We haven't got an amazing record there, but don't you know, we've court. gone there, we've gone there Champions League, you know, we've done a job on them when it counts, you know. Mm. So, so go on, Rance. Talk to me how you think this game is going to play out then. Because I think that it's going to be one of them games where I just think that they're going to have too much firepower. That's all it is, isn't it? And I'm just taking into account your defensive injuries. That's mm. all I'm taking into account. Nothing else, isn't it? Like, like the loss of um, Fabinho and Virgil are massive, isn't it? Let's make no mistake about it. And I just think the way that um, Man City moved the ball around... But it's not one of them ones where Klopp's a pragmatist. He's going to come back and maybe say, you know what, we're a bit weak defensively. We're going to try and contain them. Klopp doesn't know how to do that. And I think that that just, it makes the game very open. And I think the more open the game is, I just think that attacking-wise, City just have the quality. Do you know what I mean? They just have the Dan Jay, Dan Jay, Dan Jay yeah. tells me about the record. Two wins, one draw, three losses. There you that's, go. That's, yeah, but that, it's not the worst at all. It's that's not the not worst, you know. Yeah, but bruv, our record at the 80 has better than that. But you know what I mean? It's one of them ones where, like, I'm not bragging about that because we're crap. Do you see what I'm saying? So, like, we slap CE at home all the time. Yeah, but we've, <laughs> only, but we've only been very, very good last two years. We were not brilliant in the first two years as well. So, no, no, you're you. right. But I just think them injuries are mass. Those are titanic yeah, yeah. injuries, you know. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I just think that Manchester City attacking wise, mm. like they create so many chances as a team. I think, I think they created the most chances in the league last season. And I think that against your defense here, yeah, with the injuries you have, if I was a gambling man, I would have to. I would have to back City at home against Liverpool. I would have to. But well, saying I'll, that, I'll, I'll... Liverpool are dealing quite well with the injuries so far, but they ain't really played no one. So it will be interesting to see if it does show up, 
when they play against better opposition in it because I'm looking at it right now. I said at the start of the season that Man City would win the league. Because, That's what it's going to come to. So because I know how hard it is to retain the Premier League, and it's like there's some judge on it where, like, it's that teams just can't retain it for some whatever reason. And then the only time that kind of clicked in my brain was when I see you lot sign Yota, yeah, and I was like, oh lord. That's when I thought, you know what? You know what? That's how Pep, that's how Pep feels tonight. You know, just yeah. exactly that same reaction. Yeah. When he's when he's thinking of on Sunday, and you know how he has sleepless nights over a front three, and add mm. add add Jota to that, he's yeah. not sleeping well, you know. But so I you thought it was a problem. I thought it was a problem mm. because I, it was funny. I was on a live with Turkish at the time, mm. and as, when they announced the signing of Jota, I was like, "Yo, the league's gone, bro." And people were like, "What are you sure?" I said, "Bro, you lot don't understand." <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. "You don't understand." I said, "The league's gone," you know. That was when it. That was what done it for me. It wasn't even the Thiago thing. Yeah, you know I mean, it was the Yota okay. thing because I saw this guy at Wolves, yeah, and I told people, I said, "This guy is cold." Everyone was talking about Jimenez because he holds the ball up and he's very much a kind of Nuno kind of player. But when you get a player like Yota, yeah, that's intelligent. He's already used to playing under a pragmatic coach and he can take orders, yeah. But he's just he's just a cold finisher, ice cold, and he's young. And enthusiastic. When you bring him in, I said that he would. Hey, Firmino's in trouble. Yeah, I said, brother. I said, Firmino, he needs to start scoring goals because if he doesn't score goals, he's gonna find himself on the bench or he's gonna mm. find himself playing in midfield because he's, he's lifted the mad. levels in it. He's lifted yeah. the levels. That's what great players do. That's what Bruno mm. done for you guys. You know, lifted the level for a little while. You yeah. know, um, you know, Leeds Leeds have have bought players that have lifted the level as well. You know. Um, yeah. It's what great players do. And, and it's interesting you said that it wasn't even the Tiago that changed your mind. Like um, KG saying, when we signed Tiago, you thought, yeah, man, this is, this is going to be hot. You know, a lot of people... See, I'm, I'm glad that you guys mentioned Jota being the difference. A lot of people underrated it, you know, undervalued it. They thought Jota, mm, they could have got better. You money, know? yeah? Mm. The importance of just signing Premier League proven players sometimes. You know what mm. I mean? Like that's sometimes you just need to bring in guys that you know can do it anyway. Yeah, you know I mean, instead of the exotic name, yeah, that's been yeah. doing it everywhere else but here. Because you yeah, just never know what's going to happen. You don't know how they're going to acclimatize. You don't know, bro. If you can live in Wolverhampton, you can live in Liverpool. Yeah, and mm. and that's it, Chris. That that's that's the other thing you got to remember as well. A lot of people don't watch anything outside of their own clubs, so they mm. won't know how good Diogo Jota is. Absolutely. And so when, when you're talking about there and he's not coming from Barcelona or Bayern Munich, they're like, well, why are we spending so much money on this guy? But if mm. you watched him, you'll know exactly why. Oh, and, yeah. And, that, and, and, I'll, and I'll ask you, Chris, because it's your team. Do you want to see Firmino get his place back this weekend or would you start Jaya? Because for me, it's, it's quite simple, but I know that club loves Firmino. Yeah, this has been the massive question all week and, and, and people have been asking me and, and, and saying, you know, bro, it's got to be Jota. Look, personally, me personally, you got to remember, <laughs> we're fans and we we evaluate on only what we see in matches. We don't evaluate stuff off the pitch, on training, tactical setups, how we're going to go about playing certain teams, different strategies. I'm an amateur manager. I ain't picking. I'm the first name on the sheet is Jota for me. Right. The first name on the sheet, because man is hot. And when man is hot, you need to utilize the heat. as Because these streaks don't last forever unless you're Mo Salah in 1718, mm. I believe. Yeah. These streaks don't last forever. These are, these, these when one player is playing at his zenith, you got to utilize him and make sure he's take advantage of the form he's in. We yeah. can't afford not to play Jota. But Jurgen Klopp, brothers, Jurgen Klopp. I'm a stupid Egypt if I argue against him. Whatever yeah. team he picks, it's worked and it's working. So yeah. I can't be one of these glorified reactionary fans and say Klopp's mad if he doesn't pick Jota. But I can give an amateur opinion, which I'm going to give now, and say he's mad if he doesn't give <laughs> Klopp you see, you, see uh, Jota. With, you see what you've got with Klopp and Firmino? We've got with Bamford and Bielsa. So yeah. even though you'll get someone better, we could sign yeah. Lewandowski. Bamford would probably still start for a bit. Talking about touchy subjects. That. Well, that doesn't talking mind, about, though. That doesn't about, matter. Talking about touchy subjects, this, this super chat, super <laughs> chat from Mr. A, yeah? Don't talk to Rance about Bruno. Another touchy subject. Like, 
talk to me about Bruno. Because, <laughs> look, it's, it's very much like, you know, fans, players, div- players split opinions, right? Certain players, mm. like we have them in our fan base, like Henderson, yeah? Splits up in Naby Keita. I think Naby Keita is a very good comparison to Bruno, you know? I agree. Oh, that's a very, you know, I'm smashing it with a comparison today yeah. for a debut. You know, <laughs> I think but that's the best talk, comparison. Talk to me about Bruno and, and his position in your team and set up. And, and what are you saying? I just, I just don't, I don't rate the hype. Honestly, I don't, innit? I feel like, as I said earlier, I feel like stats should be something that you use as a reference point, not as a focal point. Yes, anytime, sir. anytime somebody uh, uses someone's stats to try and sell them to me, I know they're not good footballers. I've never had as good as Ronaldo and Messi stats are. No one has to say, look at these guys. They're great footballers. Look at their numbers. Yeah. They just show you a video and say, watch this. Enjoy. That's it. The you know eyes. The eyes. That's, hey, bro, the eye test never, ever, ever lies unless you want it to. There's nothing that you can... If you show me a compilation of Bruno Fernandes, yeah, there's nothing impressive about it. If you show me a compilation of all Bruno's goals and assists for Manchester United, you're going to see 18 penalties. <laughs> One free kick. Wait, and, me, loads me, of, and loads and, of basic, me, basic assists, bro. That, me and KG ain't going to disagree with five that, I yard, A five-yard pass to the side that constitutes as a flipping assist. Show me a compilation of his goals and assists. There's nothing in there that would make me say, oh, my God, we must buy him. Mm-hmm. He's a penalty merchant. That's what he is. He's a stat padder, bruv. Like, let's let's keep it there all the way go. 100, innit? Listen, the, the, man himself, is, the man himself. The man himself. saying, keep going, keep going, Rats. Padder, bro. <laughs> <laughs> bro, and you know what makes me sick, yeah? What makes me sick about our fan base is... <sighs> You can judge every single footballer individually. You don't have to compare them to other players at our club, innit? Yes. Just And yes. just judge them at what they're good at. The way I judge players is, what can this player do? What can he do? What can he do? I can't see a single attribute in Bruno's game, yeah, that we don't have another player that can do that. Rashford can take penalties. Bruno can't dribble. So are we saying what the His Portuguese Lampard... Some, some, someone just said Portuguese no. Lampard. We say, no, because Lampard actually scores from open play, mate. Okay. Do you know what okay. I mean? Like Lampard wasn't a penalty merchant. Lampard made late runs into the box. Lampard was literally scoring little goals, like long shots from outside the box, bro. Like Bruno scored, I think, four goals in open play in, uh, in a year. Yeah, Our so shit listen, players have scored more goals from uh, open play than him. The ones listen, that everyone's calling shit. Listen, listen, people have heard it live and exclusive. Now, Rance ain't... Four in 32 games. Rance ain't the hype merchant. He doesn't do hype talk. You know, yeah. he's the real, and that's why I brought him on this show. Bro, look, I don't, got I don't show... rate man. I don't rate man yeah. as a baller, bro. I don't rate him, honestly. It's one of them ones where I said it before. The geezer done his farewells at Sporting. He cried, and then he started the season there because no one wanted him. Like, Liverpool looked at him. They, bruv, as I said, you see, when you look at Bruno's numbers, you have to, if you're a sane football person, you have to at least take an interest with those numbers because those numbers are phenomenal. Yes, but then sir. when you look deeper into it, you realise that this thing's a facade, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> what it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah. Listen, yeah. Um, so Rance ain't picking uh, Bruno in his... Team of the year so far, you no know, way. anytime soon, right? KG, were you saying from a Leeds point of view, man, who's been who's been the standout, bro? Like who's you've been you knew who's good already yeah. in your team coming up, and you knew you were telling us, look out for Calvin Phillips, look out for uh Dal- Hugh team. Dallas or whoever. Yeah, yeah. So so go on. Who's but who's who's shun for you? Um before the, the Leicester game, I would have said Robin Cock in defence. Mm. But Harrison and Helder Custer, Helder Custer especially. <laughs> and I said because, oh no, no, is this the cut thing again? <laughs> the comments, bro. Listen, I can't do these shows, yeah, when, you, when you're when you on here, you know, because the cock <laughs> thing always gets these <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 
Yeah, but wait, wait, listen, I kept a straight face and you broke me like that. Man. Go on, carry on, man. I tried. I, I, no, I kept a straight face, KG. Me and you, you was, I, was looking in your, I was looking in your eyes when you said that shit, right? So I'm real. And then Rance is bending over there like, make, like, laughing and I went as well, but go on. He's right, been, a, he's been a decent player. I'm not going to yeah, lie. Yeah. I'm not going to say his name, but yeah. Yeah, we'll get off cock. It's um, Harrison. <laughs> you said it again, KG no man. You said named, that bro. sentence. That sentence didn't go to to right. We're gonna, we're gonna so, get. Yeah. But when I talk about Harrison and Hilda Costa, I'm talking about yeah. two players that were in the championship but were Premier League players because of their technique, and yeah. they're showing it so far. Uh, Bamford has surprised me. Six goals in seven games, but again, he's a in bunches scorer. So he'll score two and then go mm. a few games without scoring, etc. Uh Rodrigo for me has been probably the best. He's grown into our, our, yeah? our system. Yeah. I know we give that, that penalty away at, at your place. And yeah, you that know, happens. Yeah, you know, yeah. that happens though, doesn't it? But he's gotten used to the to the system more and he's making that number ten his own spot, which is why Pablo Hernandez, who's thirty-five now, got frustrated when he got subbed off on Monday, because he knows that you know, time's running out for him now with Rodrigo there. So, okay. we, yeah, I mean, they, the, the thing is with us, we they'll, they'll be players that are really good, but it just all works together. It's all in one part, you see. Yeah. It's very rare that someone's going to stand hey. out game after game. Oh, there's a super chat I need to read out as well. Where is it gone? Come back, super chat. Cap, cap, there you go. So, Rants, big up, bro. We need to bring you over to the Merseyside fan base. You'll be our biggest signing in 2020, Tiago, Tiago Alcantara. You know, I know Rance is a real football man because we talked about Tiago and, and Rance, you know, class recognizes class and people know that, know the game, knew about Tiago Alcantara. Mm. Just a couple of minutes, if you may, Mr. Rance, on Tiago Alcantara, man. Talk to us. Bro, he's been. Probably one of my favorite players, I say for about the last five five years or something yeah. like that. The, the kid's phenomenal, isn't it? Now I'm saying, and it's funny because Barca let him and him and his brother go. I think they let him go first. Now I mean when Rafinha was there, and it's like the guy's got everything. I think that it, it only could have been down to him wanting to leave because obviously you've got Chavi. Do you know what I'm saying? So it made sense for him to kind of yeah. see pastures new, but for me. In terms of like all round in that number six slash number eight position, he's the best midfielder in the world. Like in that position, there's there's nothing he can't do. And he's got that tenacity. He gets his foot stuck in, bro. Like he will get booked. He's not one of them technical players that only do the fancy stuff. Like he'll roll his sleeves up and he will put. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know oh, what yeah. I'm saying? And I think that's what separates him from like Pogba. Like Pogba's more of a flair going the other way, wants to dribble and go past people, whereas Thiago will, will get stuck in. Do you know what I'm saying? And I think that... Well, we wouldn't have bought him, Rance. We wouldn't have bought him, like just like you talked about the Bruno and, and, and analytic side of things where people, where scouts look deep into, into stats, not just goals and assists, yeah? Mm. We wouldn't have bought Thiago if he couldn't do the, the gag and pressing business. You yeah. understand? Just like Bielsa with his boys, he wouldn't bought... Held the cost, uh, like you know, all these all these players and Rafinhas and the Rodrigos. If you knew they can't play his game, so I hear you with a Tiago man. Listen, this guy, this this stream could go on. We could chat football, bro, all night. And that was the aim of the game, you know, to get to get players that we could talk. And and this show ain't always going to be about agreements, people. You know, people that are tuning in for the first time. It's always it's not going to be a, uh, like the Churchill dog, you know, to keep nodding. We're going to have disagreements. <laughs> We're going to give different opinions. You know, I mean, if you want yes people and same opinions, this ain't going to be the show for you. But it just so happened that I got like-minded people today that we know, you know, we know class when we see class. We're real. We, 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 none of us hyped our teams. Ott. I'm just going to get a quick prediction for, from you guys for the weekend before we log off. So, KG, what are you saying, man? Score prediction for Man City, Liverpool, man. Uh, 3-2 Liverpool. 3-2 Liverpool, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Wow. That's some prediction, man. 
I like that. Brave yeah, both, teams, both teams are definitely scoring, man. I'd, I'm going to have to go the other way, though. I'm going to go 3-2 City. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think with the defensive injuries Liverpool have, they have no they have no other choice but to just attack um, City. And I think that City do have frailties defensively. But attacking-wise, I just think that... I think it's just going to be a proper shootout. In yeah, yeah. Thing. And then I think that Man City are probably just going to edge it. But either way... I think we're in for a great game of football. There's no chance of this being a KG one. I don't think so. Pardon the pun, KG. This ain't going to be no KG one, man. Mm. But um, but guys, KG, Rants, we're going to catch up anyway. Um, but thank you so much for helping me out on this first show, man. It's been absolute pleasure to have both of you on, both Dons in the game. You know what I mean? Much, much respect for you guys for coming on, man. Thank you very much. Yeah, man, bro. No problem, man. Anytime, bro. No, I mean, That's what I like to hear. And big up um, everyone in the comments as oh, well. Oh, man. man, the chat's yeah, been on fire. I can't listen. Yeah, I'm sorry if I've... You, you, people, that, people that know me from the day trippers know technology ain't my thing. So if I've missed out your chats and whatnot, man, I'll get used to it. You know, just go with the flow. You know how I do. We go with the flow on this show. But yeah, man, everyone that's been in the chat, Thank you very much. It's been, I think it's been an all right show, you know, for first one. You know? Yeah, man, things are going to get better. Things are going to get smoother. And no doubt you guys are going to back me when I need you because that's what brothers do for each other. Good luck with your teams. You know what I mean? Less so rants, but you know what I mean? I hope Ole in. You know me, I'm Ole in for life, bro. You know what I mean? I know, you, I know yeah, you've been Ole fighting. Ole. the. Uh, he's been Ole fighting Ole. the battle and I've been just trying to, <laughs> trying to do, you know, he's been fighting this battle for two years, no doubt. But I think yeah. he's finally going to get what he wants, but you know, I mean, it was fun while it lasted for the for the rest of the world, man. It was fun <laughs> while it lasted, but yeah, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna say thank you, and I'm gonna um, go and get some drink and have some mini Weetabix right now because I need my energy. These boys, thank you very much, guys. You've been tuned in to Carnage with Grizz. Peace out. People say treat yourself like you need a reason, but McDonald's treats are perfect for every day. Like bold McCafe iced coffee, get any size for $1.69. Or pick up any size sweet tea for a dollar. The largest served in an insulated cup that keeps your tea cold. Feeling a little extra something-something? Try the classic bakery sweets like an apple fritter. With so many ways to treat yourself, you don't need an excuse. Just come back tomorrow. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. <laughs> you love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Sports Social Podcast Network.